This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today, using the discount code HOWIBUILTIT33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net slash liquid. It's also brought to you by WP Sitecare. WP Sitecare is the premier support and maintenance service for high-profile bloggers and small businesses. They get technology out of your way so you can focus on doing the things you love. With custom packages built to meet your specific needs, their team learns what you need to prosper in your online business, and then they get to work to help you be successful. WP Sitecare loves working with creative and advertising agencies to fill in the gaps for technology and WordPress expertise. Share the offer code BUILT with your friends and clients to save 20% on their protect or professional packages. Or if you need something more specialized, contact them at any time at hello at wpsitecare.com and they're happy to help. That's offer code BUILT for 20% off any annual plan and they've got two. So if you've got a blog or small business site that you need to protect, head over to buildpodcast.net slash protect for their protect plan or buildpodcast.net slash pro if you need something a little more advanced. Hey everybody, in this episode, Russell Aaron and I talk about a plugin that helps him do support for maintain. So uh, we talk a lot about what it takes to be a good support person, but we also talk about the important information necessary to offer that good support. All in all, it's a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. I think you will too. And so without further ado, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Russell Aaron of Web Dev Studios. Russell, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm a little envious that you are outside. Uh, so we don't have video on this podcast, but I have video chat open. Uh, so I see Russell is outside with his awesome setup and like a dual monitor setup. Very a little bit a little bit envious of that, uh, but. I, I don't know if you can see past like the 50th balcony inside this auditorium, but it is great right now. And <laughs> I live in Las Vegas. I work outside. I'm sitting on my patio. The weather is amazing. And this is how I like to build things. That that's excellent. Really glad to hear that. I do have, I do have a, a balcony off of the master bedroom in our new place that overlooks a golf course. So I just needed to stop raining here on the East coast and I'll be golden. I will smoke cigars while building things. So that's how you're supposed to do it, man. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of building things, we are going to talk today about maintain tools. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, how you or I believe WebDev maybe came up with this idea? 
so my name is Russell Aaron, and I am a developer at Web Dev Studios, and I also do support for Maintain. And so essentially, this is a, a tool. It's called Maintain Tools. It's, on, it's free on the WordPress repo. This is something that we have been using internally for years, and it, it's a tool that we started to decide that maybe we're not the only people who need to know this information. It could benefit everybody in the WordPress community, as you know. So we, we kind of started slowly building some stuff out to say, maybe they need this, maybe they need that. And then uh, we had an idea to kind of roll all these ideas into one, and that's where we get the name Maintain Tools from. Nice, very nice. So uh, just looking at the page on the repo here, it shows site info, site scanner, you can manage plugins. Uh, why don't you break that out a little bit of us, give us like a high level overview of the feature set. Yeah, sure. So the feature set in Maintain Tools is, is fairly simple. So every plugin on the repo has a homepage right now, right? Like you activate the plugin, it takes you right to the homepage. So on the homepage, it kind of gives you that overview. But so there are some tools that every developer should know, such as what are the permalink setup? Like does this uh, server offer curl? What kind of version of PHP are you using? How many post types? So we have, uh, it's called Site Info is the very first screen that you'll see. And it tells you everything you need to know uh, about your site. How many plugins are activated? How many plugins are installed? If you're on multi-site, just things like this that you need to know, right? It, when it gets time to debug, these are helpful tools. And we also... The first thing that we built was one of the ways to, to where anybody using the plugin can actually email that setting to somebody else. So this way, this way, even though you might not be using Maintain or using Web Dev Studios, you can still email this information to your developer and they can take a look and maybe it helps them figure something out, right? That, that, that's kind of that idea. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, so then the second feature that we have is called checksums. So what, what it's really doing is, is essentially we are going out to WordPress.org and we are checking your WordPress core files on your server against the WordPress core files that you would get from WordPress.org itself. And we're checking to see if anything has changed, if, if there's a mismatch. Because WordPress gives you this checksum number and so we're checking your number versus their number. And if everything's cool, you'll get a great success message. And if something goes wrong, there's an alert and, and what to do next. Nice. So that feature specifically, would that be like uh, if uh, your website was compromised or just out of date, like it, both or none or other things? So, so part of doing uh, support and security for clients is when somebody comes to us and says, hey, we think we've been hacked, it's one of the first things we check, right? Nice. Let's go and check core. Nothing in core, nothing in config was changed. All right, then maybe it was a plugin. Nothing plugin, then theme. It, it, it's one of the first places we start when we do debugging, right? And yeah. that's something that I wasn't even aware of until I started working at a company like WebDev. And now it's my go-to. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of going to WordPress.org, downloading the latest version of Core and just replacing it, you can just do the checksum on this, on this plugin and save yourself a bunch of time. Right, or instead of trying to connect to your FTP and randomly download you know, something yeah. from WP Admin, this <laughs> is so much easier. It is yeah. way easier. 
That's awesome. So then we are slowly building out tools. So one of the ideas that we had was, what if you could leave a note on a plugin for other people to see? So we, we built a thing that's called uh, admin notes. So essentially what you do is you, you check it and when you go to the list of plugins inside your dashboard, you'll see the plugin name and the version and then you'll see the description. And then to the very far right hand side, though, there's actually a way to where you can leave a note for the plugin. So the idea here is that let's say some, there's a setting in WooCommerce that breaks your site and I have to go and deactivate it. I can leave a note to somebody that says, hey, please do not touch the setting until we verify the latest version of this plugin that gets updated has been checked. Right. So it's an idea that let's just communicate inside of the WordPress dashboard instead of sending an email or instead of doing other things like that. It's kind of easier to just do everything on the WordPress site. Right. And, and on top of that, you can uh, auto update. So you can say this plugin, I always want to auto update. So whenever there's a new release, it will just update uh, regardless. Or you can lock that and say, no matter what, we can never update this. So it, it's kind of one of those things where if I leave a note that says, hey, please don't go and touch the setting, I'm going to lock it as well. That way I know that even if I'm not awake or if I'm not by my computer, I know that my client's site isn't going to break because I locked it down. That's awesome. So this this plugin sounds phenomenal. It just like for anybody, even if you're not, you know, like troubleshooting for a developer, if you're creating a client site, this is going to have a lot of great information. Uh, I could see myself leaving notes for the client. You know, I install a plugin and I say like, oh, this plugin does this. Make sure this is checked and things like that. Uh, so this is fantastic. So while we're, uh, you work at Maintain, which is part of Web Dev Studios, is that correct? Correct. Okay. So I can see like how you would come to the conclusion that this would be a very helpful tool. When you decided to release it, or even when you were before you guys built it, did you do any research to see if there were other things out there? So there are some other things very similar. There's already another plugin admin kind of note thing. And I actually, I built a tool that it's called Query All the Post Types. And it will actually show you all the registered post types on your site. That, because you know, everything is, some things can be hidden or some things cannot be queryable, stuff like that. So there were already tools that we have built internally or that we, we know the people who built it. You know how the WordPress community is. We all know each other relatively, right? Yeah. We did that, but it was something where we just said, how do we make this easier for ourselves? But how do we also give back and say, even if you're not using us, how can we help WordPress in general give better support to their developers? Because I think that's an area that is still kind of touchy, right? It's kind of cowboying in the sense of there's no real handbook on how to do support. Every company right, is right. different. Yeah. So so maybe we can kind of launch this out and just say, here's what we want to do. And that's part of that research is now that people are downloading it and installing it and playing around with it, we'll figure out like what else, what else do people want to know about their site? Because there's a lot of stuff in, like post statuses. I didn't realize that that was a big thing inside of WordPress was the different kind of posts, like revisions and stuff like that. And when you install this plugin, like 10 show up and you're like, I didn't know that. And that's something that even I didn't know that that came in WordPress core. There's just, it's a lot of stuff that you can discover about WordPress that was 
not really publicly hidden, but just wasn't publicly shown. Right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I could see um, this and I think uh, a few, well, a few months ago now, but in an earlier episode in season two, I talked with Tom McFarlane about one of his plugins for showing the page template that's being used in the admin area. So you go to pages, add pages or all pages, and it shows the template in a, in a column. And that combined with this would make my life a lot easier, right? Because now I, I can get a high level overview of everything without having to like click, click edit and see what template it's, it's using and stuff like that. Right. And to that credit, it's one of those things where it's just, it's kind of drilling down to say, even if you don't know how to solve the problem, here's where you need to go and look, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Go, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, so so the research was essentially in using it. I like to ask if you're part of a mastermind group, but in this case, you work for Web Dev Studios, you know, so I see the hashtag WSD chat and stuff like, or WDS chat and stuff like that. How often do you talk to your coworkers about little projects like this? Every day. So this actually got started before I worked at WebDev was we had this tool that anytime somebody sent out a, a support request to us, they would use a plugin that we installed on their site and it would actually email us this information. So we know when somebody says, hey, this is what's happening, we can take a look at this long text file. And, you know, maybe off of that, we can identify something right off the bat. And then that plugin kind of slowly evolved into what we're using now. And then about two months ago, we just decided we're going to build something cool that does something awesome. And that, that like, what would version 3.0 be if if we did this? And it kind of rolled into doing this other thing. So at WebDev, we have another company called Pluginize. That's where we sell all of our plugins and add-ons and stuff like that, pluginize.com. And the director of that, John Hawkins, kind of took this over and said, all right, let's build this maintain tools. And we just started pulling resources to, to build all this. And we included devs in the company. We did on Slack, we did an at here. And we said, what would you guys like to see? And we kind of pulled our minds together and we released, you know, version 1.0 of this. Man, that's that's fantastic. So this is on the repo for free currently. Is there a paid version on Pluginize? There is not a paid version. This is free. So nice. what what's eventually going to happen is, is we have an add-on that we use that maintain. So... If you sign up for our service, we're going to install an add-on that hooks into this to do some other stuff. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, because I can imagine, I mean, this this free plugin, if I'm doing client work day in and day out, is going to save me hours, right? Uh, it would have saved me hours about six months ago when I was trying to figure out if a site was hacked or not. So add-ons to make it you know, to, to give it even more functionality, it's a pretty easy justification, I think, if you're talking to the right people. Like, if you are a freelancer who maintains WordPress websites, this plugin absolutely will save you time. Not only does it save you time, but it just, it's kind of like that ground zero of, of I, I didn't mean it like that, but it's kind of like that ba that home base of where do I start, where do I look, and sometimes it can be solved relatively simply right like 
there's an error and it says something called like tribe underscore events and you realize that hey that's a post type because i look in this plugin and i see that name matching the post type and now i know that that's added by a plugin that that just saved you know 40 minutes of trying to to, uh, trying to do like a, a grep in terminal, trying to right, right. try to go through all the plugins or something. This plugin definitely saves saves time throughout the day. I don't know the exact minutes, but I'm willing to say it's a light year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And for me, anytime I have to do anything in terminal, it's going to take me 15 minutes to look up what I need to use in the exact syntax for it too. So I, I know I impress my non-technical friends with my ability to navigate terminal, but if you know anything about what you're doing, you'll know it doesn't take me. I'm not very good at working within the command line. Well, it's one of those things where we even have WPCLI, right? And even though yeah. that, that that gives amazing tools, you still have to FTP down everything to just to start going through that or you have to connect it. This is just kind of install it for free, set it, and, and it, it's always there. You know, we're not yeah. adding it. We're not adding functionality to the front so it shouldn't break. It's basically reporting, you know. It's all yeah, it's doing. It's kind absolutely. of a tattletale plugin, isn't it? Now that I, now that I think about it. Yep. That's it's going to be renamed uh, snitches now. So, but but it's it's one of those things that with multi-site, like how many plugins are actually network activated? Like right. to get to get to that screen is like four clicks. Or you can just have this set of, set away, and you know that hey, these are the five that are network activated. That's that's uh, time saving, value added, if you will. That's just handy to know. Absolutely. So this is a pretty dev heavy tool. So uh, I bet that, and the guys at Web Dev Studios, you guys are pretty dev heavy folks. So I'm really curious to your answer for this question, which is how did you build it? And I'd love to know. Like, did you, you know, what kind of things you use to make this a team effort? What kind of met methodologies you use for coding? What's your editor of choice and, and stuff like that? So, so first of all, rule number one is escape everything. Okay. <laughs> all HTML, everything, escape it, right? So we started out, we, we built a whole brand new uh, Git repo. up. It's actually on GitHub. That It's just maintain tools as well. So we started with that, and we gave the people uh, who are going to work on this project the appropriate access, and we just uh, started divvying things up. Hey, you're on this, you're on this, and we kind of just uh, scrummed it, if you will, right? Here's what we want to build. Let's build this out. We have one of our guys, his name is Gary, who's just phenomenal and somehow knows every answer. So we just kind of said, what would you like to work on? And he, he took on the, the plug-in notes, and... He's a brilliant PHP developer, and we started building off that, right? So a majority of the plugin is all PHP. We have our own internal, it's called the plugin generator. And so everybody generated their own plugin, and then once we got it to where a stable version, we merged everything together using Git, pushed it to a branch, and then we started testing. Oh, wow. That's, so actually, I'm going to stop you right there. That's pretty interesting. So... You all generated, I, I assume you decided on what you want to call it and, and kind of the doc block. And and then you each generated your own plugin to work on the features. And because the starting point is going to be the same, it, it's not like a whole mess of merge conflicts and things like that, right? Right, yeah. So we really actually didn't have a name for it. It used to just be called the maintain dashboard widget. 
Okay. And that, you know, to John Hawkins' credit was just, hey, we're going to call it Maintain Tools. Brilliant idea, first of all. But essentially what we did was we all generated something. And then how our plugin generator works is like I install a post type just by running a command and I would just push that up. And, you know, the way that the plugin is built, it would just include that class and it's good to go. So it's not like we really had merge conflicts as much as we just had to make sure that we were naming things correctly so we didn't have yeah. uh code conflicts right 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 yeah Man, that's fantastic all right so sorry to interrupt you but i just wanted to like uh, parse that out a little bit because it sounded really cool yeah no it, it's first of all i hate when people say yeah no so i apologize for that <laughs> it's it's something that we didn't really decide but it just if you use git it makes sense right you only yeah. commit your changes here's what i did and then once we agreed hey this is version 0.1 then we pulled that and that was our master branch and then we started building from there nice that's fantastic so you all generated your own version of the plugin gary took on the the admin notes and i think that's where about where we were yeah so gary took on the admin notes and i actually Two months before we did this, I actually had this idea for plugin notes and I went to Gary and just said, how would you do this? And literally he had like three Coronas. He lives in Florida. So he was underneath the palm tree. He works in his, um, what's it called? He, he works in his hammock. So I'm outside on my balcony. He sits in his hammock and literally the next day he showed up and said, Hey, check out this. And he had this plugin built and we were going to release that as a single version. And then, as, you know, as I told you earlier, we, we merged it in. Gary built this, and then I did all the admin interfacing for it. So all the, the page views and how things get properly displayed and sorted. And then we have a guy, another phenomenal developer named Michael Beckwith. And he made sure that all the info that gets emailed and sent, all that stuff works. And he made sure that that was just dialed, right? So we had somebody developing this aspect. We had Gary developing new features, and we had me making it into a cute little UI. And that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how our flow was. Nice, that's awesome. So, what is it like working, you know, with a team? I know a lot of people are probably freelancers. We don't really get into uh, that too much on this podcast. So, sure. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that's something that a lot of people more and more are facing that, right? You get a job at an agency or even you're a front-end developer now, so your brain has no room for back-end dev or, or vice versa. You, you you find yourself working with people. So what's it like working on a team? What do you, What's some advice for that too? So number one, doing customer support, you can't just be a back-end or a front-end. You, you have to do both. Yeah, I learned something new about support every day something comes in our inbox and i'm like i didn't know you could do that working with a team like web dev i get to bounce ideas off of people right or it's something where i can ask a question that says hey how would you do this and then somebody sends me a zip file because a dev built that like six months ago like it's kind of cool knowing that other people are this interested in WordPress as much as I am and they're doing it on such a higher level to where I can kind of pick their brains and it, it only ups my game, right? Yeah. So I'm an admin of the advanced Facebook group on, on Facebook. And that's another resource where if you are a freelancer and you want to feel like you're part of a team, that's a great place to go because you're going to get a lot of helpful advice and you know some people will write code for you or they'll suggest a plug-in, something along those lines. 
But from being freelancing to work into a team, it's night and day, you know, because everybody has their own system and how they do things. Like I like to use Sublime Text. Some people like to use PHP Storm. But at the end of the day, once you merge it into Git, it doesn't matter what it was written in as long as it works. It's right, kind of right. it's it's kind of interesting to see that flow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. So let's see. We are about eight minutes out from the half hour mark. We talked a little bit about how the plugin got started, and and but so why don't we combine these two questions into one? What's Ooh, I like it. Right? It's called the it's called the double feature. Exactly. Hey, that you you have a new segment on your podcast it's called the double right? feature. The double feature. <laughs> uh, I love it. I'm gonna write that down actually. <laughs> So we've got, maybe you could talk about a significant change from version one to version two. I, I see it's on version two in the repo right now. And then what are your plans for the future of this plugin? So version one was just getting something out the door, right? Mm-hmm. No. So the real answer here is version one was what we had originally was called the maintain dashboard widget, mm-hmm. which was just something that we installed when somebody signed up for our support service and it was an easy way for them to communicate with us. When they sent us an email, it just it sent us kind of a status overview of what's going on. When we started talking about how can we make this for the public, well, the first thing is you have to give them some kind of UI, right? You kind of have to give them something to look at. Because yeah. even, even if you are not a developer, you can still install this plugin because you can see a top-level view of all your post types or all your post statuses or what your permalink structure is, stuff like that. So even though you're not a developer, this is a great gateway into kind of learning about developing. And so we started thinking, how do you put that into a UI sense? How do you, how do you display that to somebody without making it look like a bunch of zeros and ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, you know, kind of the, the kickoff. And then eventually it was adding the, the admin notes and then getting the, the checksum in and then making sure that we add all of our hooks for the add-ons that we're going to add into. And then... The, the last version was escaping everything, right? Because we, we don't want to break anybody's site. How, how bad would that be as a support company if we say, <laughs> hey, go install this plugin and, you know, a query monitor gives you this bad thing. So yeah. th- that was one of those things where it was, okay, here's what we're going to do. Version one was what we have. Version two is what do we want it to look like? And that was that build process. Because sometimes some people's version one is just building something and then saying, where do we go? But we kind of already had that groundwork done because we already had this plugin built. Nice. That's awesome. And then uh, where are you going for the future? What does version three look like? Version three. I mean, so one thing we would like to do is with the checksums, we'd like to start checking with plugins. Mm -hmm. The tricky part about that is is that WordPress.org gives you that checksum value for the WordPress install itself, for all the core files. But they do not do it for plugins because right. that that load on the server would be so astronomical that, you know, like maybe they would have to start charging for WordPress. <laughs> so we want to develop something internal that we could essentially start checking for maybe not all of the plugins, but like, you know, WooCommerce is a big plugin, Jetpack, stuff like that where we can just... Yeah where we can do some kind of check because again, even though 
you use WordPress and I use WordPress and we, we we're both cat bloggers. The plugins that we use to to do our job might be different. Right. But we might have the same plugins, you know, Jetpack, Contact Form 7, WooCommerce, something along those lines. So we can take, you know, like the top 50 plugins and start that way, right? That would be a good start. Another thing that we're working on is besides adding the the admin notes, like what else could we do with that? You know, what's another feature that kind of counts as support, but it's not like, hey, we just wanted to do this funny thing that adds a smiley face when you <laughs> click this box, right? Yeah. I mean, so we have some things in the works that are not 100% decided, but I, I do think we would like to build something that would just check core plugins. Nice. Because again, you know, to, to Jetpack's credit, they're a very smart team. They know what they're doing, but they have a lot of features. And if you try to, to debug that to see if it's been hacked, that that would take a lot of time, but if you could have right. something, if you could have something that just checks Jetpack in an instance and gives you a number, that would be so much helpful. Again, it's all about saving time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that that sounds awesome. Definitely keep an eye on that. And uh, with the last couple of minutes here, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so first of all, doing support, you kind of have to don't care. And what I mean by that is some people get really excited and they get overwhelming and like so they type in all caps. And then some people like you get the same person that does some, uh, that sends you an email every day about their site. And after a while, you're just like, oh, this person again, right? When you do support, you have to treat every question as if it's never been asked before. And then you have to treat every question as if it's the most important thing in the world. Because that's one of the hardest things about doing support, especially through email, is you cannot tell the person's tone or diction in an email unless they right. use all caps and exclamation points. Right. So you kind of have to assume that that they're asking this from a good place and they're just saying, hey, we noticed there's a problem. How do we fix it? Instead of jumping off a cliff like, oh, no, they're yelling at us. Yeah, yeah. That's Man, that's crazy. And that's awesome. Way back in episode one of this podcast, Jason Coleman of Paid Memberships Pro talks a little bit about that and how, you know, you, you need to not take support tickets like personally, like it's not an attack on you. Usually someone's having trouble and they get frustrated and we've all been there, right? I, I you know, I've, I've sent, I've sent many a nasty emails to my old internet <laughs> service provider. So it's, that's great advice. I mean, we're not going to mention names, but their hair color was AOL, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that, I mean, even with one of your episodes with, with Pippin Williamson talking about support, he, he mentioned a great thing about just if you document well and you do something well, you kind of lower that support. And one of the things we do at Maintain is we didn't build the plugins that people are asking for help with, but it's one of those things where let's go and figure it out. And now we all know. Right. And that's something that we try to blog about, too. When we find something, we'll blog about it. That's fantastic. And even better is we are right at the half hour mark. So fantastic. So that's the regular interview for season three. I'm doing something new. I'm doing the fast five. I think for the first few is the fast six and I've lost the sixth, the sixth question. Uh, but fast five sounds better anyway. So the first four questions are going to be like, Gut check answer, like what's the first thing that comes to your mind? The last question you could put a little bit more thought into because it's it's a little more thought-provoking. Okay. Are you ready? 
I'm just kind of worried about your copyright infringement on the Fast Five. Like, does Vin, <laughs> does, does, Vin, does Vin Diesel or The Rock know about this? Yeah, they're on their way to my house right now uh, to rough me up a little bit. But that's okay because they're pretty cool dudes, I seem like. Oh, so. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I am ready then, sir. All right. What is your favorite book or the book that you just last read? My favorite book is A Confederacy of Dunces. That is a great book. Awesome. It is one of my favorite books in the history of the earth. Fantastic. That is, I read that book because it was like on the hundred books that every man should read. And it's just excellent. So if you've never read it, dear listeners, definitely check that one out. It's actually one of the saddest books because the guy that wrote it didn't even become famous while he was alive. And then, you know, his mom kind of funded it. And now it's like an international bestseller and he'll, he'll never get to live that. Yeah, that's that's super interesting, too. That's a really great fun fact about your fun fact. Very cool. What is your favorite music? My favorite music? I, I have two. So I'm, like, really into oldies. I grew up in Reno, Nevada, and it's all, like, <laughs> like the very first week of, of uh, August, it's called Hot August Nights, and the whole town turns into the 50s and 60s. So I love 50s and 60s music, like Dion and the Belmonts and, like, Jay and the Americans. Oh, but. Man. But when I'm not doing that, like I used to, I used to like listen and go to like hardcore metal shows. So both of those, I like everything from oldies to like hardcore metal. That is, uh, I feel like we're like kindred spirits because we're in the same boat there. I, I listened to Slipknot like a whole lot when I was in high school. Just like I think we all did, right? (laughs) Right? Yeah, we had to have right. Awesome. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is Chinese food. Chinese food. Oh, I'm going to get some Chinese food tonight. Yeah. So, so so specifically, it's New York Chinese food. And then, yes. San, and then San Francisco Chinese food. And then any other kind of Chinese food. I'm really glad you said that because I live in Pennsylvania. And like Pennsylvania Chinese food does not hold a candle to New York Chinese food. I was born and raised in New York. I was just in New York two days ago. I was in the Lower East Side hanging out in actual Chinatown. And I was uh, looking at some street art stuff. And I was going to look at Space Invaders. And I walked by this place and it said cash-only Chinese food. And that's how you know it's really good. That's right. Absolutely. When they they say cash-only. Yep. That's excellent. Another piece of advice if you're in New York ordering food is you know it's a good pizza joint when you walk in and you say, can I get a couple of slices? They don't ask you what kind or how many. They just hand you two slices of cheese pizza. So that's how I know I'm in a good pizza joint. <laughs> the best one is when they just slap you with it, right? Like you don't, yeah. even, get to, you don't even get to say, give me a few slices. They just, <laughs> they just say $5 and they hand you yep. a plate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep the line moving. We're busy people. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I might have an inkling to the answer to this question. Who's your favorite sports team? My favorite sports team. Ooh, so you're you're assuming that because I'm wearing the hat and the matching shirt, but no, no, no. Ah. So my favorite sports team, I actually have this tattooed on me, is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Favorite really? sports team. So I grew up a Mario Lemieux fan. My very first uh sports jersey of any kind was actually like this knockoff Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. I mean, literally somebody I think wrote with in pen to just said Pittsburgh, like it was hand done, <laughs> but I was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I was about five years old when they, they well six, cause they won in 91, 92, but 
ever since then, I mean, that was one of the very first sporting things that I ever watched. And so when they won the Stanley Cup those two years, I've been a fan ever since. That's awesome. But to, cool. to the people at home playing the home game, you assumed that I was going to say the Detroit Tigers because I'm wearing a 2014 post-series shirt and yes. I, ha- I have the matching hat. But <laughs> I am a Tigers fan, but your question was favorite sports team. And, you know, they're probably like four or five. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Awesome. And the last question, how did you learn what you know? So this is pretty open-ended. But pick something that you know really well and tell us how you learned it. I feel like this is where I go. I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank, <laughs> I'd like to thank the art director. You know, without you, we'd have no score. Um, <laughs> so this is really like a three-part question, and I probably only know two parts, but I'm going to try. Okay. So I just started staying up late at night learning WordPress. How I got into all this is I would find a mom and pop business like, you know, an Italian restaurant or a bookstore. And I would just see some kind of, you know, Dreamweaver site that they have put up. I would spend two nights and I would just, you know, I'd find a theme, I'd rebuild it. And I'd walk into their their door and just say, hey, you know what? Here's your new site. You could have this for like 500 bucks, right? Because that's a problem with, well... Not anymore so much, but it used to be a problem where somebody wanted to buy a site and the person would say, well, it's going to be a year, right? Right, I was was walking in the door and saying, you can have this today, like in an hour, right? Because you give them a zip. But in doing that, you had to learn how to put things together. So as I started like learning how menus work and restaurants and stuff like that, I just – I would stay up at night and I just started learning. And I started reading sites like WP Candy and WP Tavern, and Post Status, and WP 101. You know, I just, I started reading sites just like that. I mean, I started going through, when when Easy Digital Downloads hit the market, I started going through Pippin's, uh, all of his documentation, all this stuff with the guys over at, like, WordPress. I mean, I just started reading everything that I could, you know, because... Truly, it's really a free education in that sense. Like, you can't go to Yale to get a WordPress degree. Right. You could get a degree in programming, and essentially you could figure out the syntax. But, I mean, for the most part, you go to meetups, you go to WordCamps, you, you hit somebody up on Twitter and go, hey, how do you solve this? And you just you kind of learn at night. And that's, that's really what I do. And it's what I do now currently is when I'm trying to figure something out, Let's just, you know, let's grab a cigar. Let's grab a beer. It's Cinco de Mayo, right? So let's yeah. just let's just grab a beer. Let's just uh, grab a cigar and let's turn on debug and figure out what we broke. Nice. That's what I'm going to call this episode. Let's grab a beer, grab a cigar, and turn on debug. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, thank you so much for joining me today. I had a really great time talking to you. Awkward silence. I just want. I wanted. To, I wanted to have that awkward silence because <laughs> I. I feel like everybody is so like jumping at the grasp to say, "Oh no, thank you so much for allowing me to be able to." I. I did the opposite. I'm just yeah, not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am such a big fan of your show. I listen as much as I can. I have it up in the browser right now, and I constantly listen. Thank you for having me on the show. I gratefully appreciate it. Oh well, that that means. That means a lot to me. See, now we're going back and forth thanking each other before this turns into an even bigger love fest. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Liquid Web, who's a season-long sponsor, and WP Sitecare. Be sure to check them out. Uh, they're great, great services, both of them. 
uh, and they're big supporters of the WordPress community. Uh, and finally, if you like the show, please go ahead and rate us and review us in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, which they recently changed their name to. That really helps people discover the show. So uh, the more people discover the show, the more listeners we have, and the longer I'll be able to do this. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, which is also iTunes, uh, and leave us a rating and review, and maybe I'll even read it on the show. So thanks so much for listening. Until next time, get out there and build something.